0: We're going to return tonight to the case of the Get of Vienna. We were introduced to the Get of Vienna two weeks ago. The Get of Vienna was one of the most controversial Gittin ever executed, one of the greatest halachic controversies of the last several centuries. The Get of Vienna was an incident that occurred four, uh, 400 years ago, a little, a little more than 400 years ago. A young man, 16 years old, was seriously ill, There was the danger of his death. In such a case, if a man has no children, his wife may require even more chalitza, which is sometimes problematic. If the the brothers of the husband are young, they can't do even more chalitza until they grow up. It can be years if if they're not in the same country, if they're not cooperating. So they often try to avoid, avoid situations of chalitza. So a person who was gravely ill and might be close to death would often issue a get to prevent his wife from becoming a widow and requiring chalitza. So this man was persuaded to give a get to his wife, and he was promised that if, uh, he apparently was promised that he had nothing to lose, that if he would recover, his wife Basheva would return to him. He gave the get, trusting them apparently. He did recover. They eventually chose his wife and her family. Again, it's not clear how much agency she had and how much was her family, but they decided not to return to the marriage, and according to some, some accounts, they actually managed to clean out his money as well while they were doing this. There was a large Suva settlement and so on. So his, his side, he or his family, they felt, they felt taken advantage of and manipulated, and they never would have given the get under these circumstances, and his supporters were arguing that the get was not valid, and that she still required a get. And that would of course give him leverage. Even if he couldn't get her back. That would give him leverage to to uh, get some of the money back. Her side argued and their supporters argued. That it was a good get. It was unconditional. They chose not to return to the marriage. Doesn't matter. The get was fair. He was the one who was trying to take advantage. He's the one trying to uh, create an unjustified Aguna like, situation. In order to extort money from her. So... This was a tremendous machlokus that, uh, that, that engulfed Ashkenazic Europe a little more than 400 years ago. As we said last time, most of the Gidolia Poskim sided with the woman, were lenient, they felt the get was valid. The two great holdouts that we, discussed, that we, covered, that we covered in the previous share were Rameir of Lublin, the Maram Lublin, and Remordechai Yaffa, the author of the Levush. They were two of the outstanding posthum of their time. They both argued at great length, in multiple tshuvas, that the get was not valid, and that the woman required a new get before she could marry. However, they were outnumbered. As we mentioned then, most of the gedolim in Europe sided with the woman. They felt the get was a good get. The Sma himself, as we'll see tonight again, the Sma himself had been one of the masadri haget, one of the greatest poschum in Europe of that time. The, the Smaa's position was supported by many, many or most of the other Gidele Torah of that time, including the Marsha, and the Beishmuel, and the Taz, and the Bach. Tonight, we're going to study a pair of tshuvas on the topic by the Massas Binyamin. Rabbi Yamin Selnik. Selenik, he was uh, also one of the major posthum of that time. Contrary to some of the other ones we mentioned, who are not famous for their tshuvas, the Sma is famous for his Prisha and Drisha on the tour, and his Sman, Chosh and Mishpat. He, he doesn't really have any chuvas. His chuva on the Geta of Vienna apparently is one of the only chuvas we have uh, from him. Some of the other ones also, the, the, the Bach did write chuvas, the Taz is, has some chuvas, not famous for his chuvas, but the Masas ben Yamin is someone who is uh, known by his epanama sefer. He's known by his sefer Masas ben Yamin, which are his Chuvas in Halacha, one of the great Halachic classics of that period. So he wrote a pair of chuvas on the Geta of Vienna, he sided strongly, as in Moskedele Terra, with the woman. He felt the get was a good get. And tonight, we're going to see his tshuvas explaining why the get is good. Now, a couple of interesting things, just in general introduction, before we start the chuva. So, there are going to be disputes about fact, as well as about law. The two sides did not agree, as is often the case, on exactly what happened. And they also didn't agree on the halacha. Even, even if we assume a certain set of facts... There were also disagreements about what the halakha was. The question of what actually happened, obviously, is of less, uh, less momentous import. Uh, what we're interested in is largely the halakha. The, the, the reason this is a timeless case is because some of the halakha is profoundly interesting. The exact details of the case are, you know, are historic, of historical interest. But as we'll see, they disagreed both on the facts as well as with regard to the, to the halakha. Now, we touched on this question last time also. The primary question here is a question of Hilchas gift. Is the get good, or is the get not good? And the stakes are very high. If a get is not good, and you allow a woman to remarry, you're dealing with Eishas Ish, which is a terrible Avera, the children will be mamzerim, Dovrashib Erva. So the stakes of uh, wrongly allowing a woman to remarry are very, very high. On the other hand, the stakes of prohibiting a woman to remarry when she really could marry are also very high. You're condemning a woman to being an aguna. You're, the the Halakha recognizes it's a terrible, terrible thing for a woman to be tied and be unable to, be, to remarry. So it's not, it's not a case we can just say, be machmer this way, be machmer that way. The, 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 the cost of getting it wrong in either direction is very, very high. Also very interesting here is that at the root of the disagreement here between the poskim, to a certain extent, besides the technical halakhic issues, we said there are factual issues as well. And one of the key disagreements between the postkin we saw last time, Aram Lublin and Lavush, and the Maspinyamin and his faction that we're going to see tonight, is who do they think was really right here, and who do they think was wrong? Who behaved with integrity, and who behaved in a manipulative and deceptive way? Aram Lublin understood that the man was naive, he was young, he was in a, in a strange country, he was manipulated, he was deceived by... Uh, by conmen, by, con men, by, by, by uh, dishonest people, and that itself wouldn't necessarily make or break the halacha, but from there the Maram, the Maram Leblin ended up with the position that the get is not good either, because the get was obtained under false pretenses. The masses bin Yaman we're going to see tonight is going to side with the view that, the, that these rumors of deception and manipulation and of uh, dishonesty are false, and they're malicious rumors, and we don't accept them, He's going to argue that the women's family behaved properly. And he's going to argue that on the contrary, the man is now guilty, the man and his family are guilty of extortion. They're the ones who are trying to harass a, a blameless, innocent young woman. They saw the opportunity to extort money and to, to make her life miserable and to claim the get wasn't good. And therefore, he's going to argue that it is good, and uh, he's going to to repeat, as we're going to see several times, he's going to repeat that it's important as a matter of policy, besides uh, establishing the halacha per se, it's important to foil the plans of malicious, uh, opportunistic, extortionate actors who are trying to behave in such an unacceptable way. So even though ultimately the question of halacha, the the most fundamental questions are of halacha, there's also a question of which side do they think was right that has a certain impact on the halacha although the halacha doesn't hinge entirely on it but it is noteworthy that the Mas bin Yaman, his perspective is that the women's family behave properly the husband's family is engaging in extortion, the rumors against the woman are malicious, and as we'll see that it is going to play into and be a major factor in how he arrived at his decision, so to a large extent their different views hinge on different sets of facts, but as different understandings of the facts, alternate facts as we say today but beyond that, there is actually a, a machlokus as well, as we'll see, even if we assume a, a, a simple and kind of uh, textbook uh, agreed-upon set of facts, we'll see there still is what seems to be a very fundamental machlokus between the two sides, and that, of course, is what is relevant with Doros, because the exact facts, you know, we're never going to know exactly what they were, but the halacha is something that's timeless. And uh, with that introduction, let's see the tshuva. Masa bin Yaman wrote two tshuvas, as we're going to see, the first one he wrote uh, at the Arid. The Irid, the URID was this big fair. Miriam also mentioned it. There were these big fairs they had. There were commercial fairs. People traveled. There were also opportunities for meeting and for getting together and for uh, and you know, communication wasn't what it was today. They didn't have phones and email and, and, and even, uh, the, even the even the, the even the high quality postal service we have today. So, the Urid, besides being largely a commercial affair, was also a social affair. It was a chance for everyone to get together and to talk. So, the question of the Ghetto Vienna was hashed out at the Urid, at major Urid for two years running. The first year in and Aleph, that is 1611 or so, in the city of Yaroslav. The next year, according to the Chuva, there was another Urid that he refers to a Urid in and Bays in Yaroslav. It might be a uh, Textual error, that the next year's Urid was in a city called Gremnitz, apparently, where they discussed the, the Get of Vienna again. So the Maspenyaman wrote two chuvas. His first one was written at the Urid, and he's going to uh, disclaim and lament the fact that he didn't really have Svarim or the peace of mind to write a proper chuva. but he was very glad, he says, when he got home, he was able to do proper research and write a proper chuva, and he still came to the same conclusion. So the first chuva is the one he wrote at the Urid, kind of on the fly, the second tshuva is the one he wrote when he had uh, more leisure to write a more, a more comprehensive tshuva. So, so beginning with the first tshuva, kol vi v'kol chalusha shamanu, we've heard uh, a commotion of people being taken advantage of and of uh, bad things are going on in the Yerid of Yaroslav in the year Shinai and Aleph regarding a get Shemira Shechimera is the rabbinic term of art for someone who is He's gravely ill and is making plans to put his affairs in order, financial plans, plans for his wife, with the get and so on. The get was given in Vienna. The man's name was Yitzchak, the son of Avram, gave a get to his wife, Mrs. Bathsheva, the daughter of a man named Fivish, and there was a great commotion and people got together at the Yerid to investigate about a controversy, about rumors, about uh, that there was murmuring that the get wasn't good. So they had a uh, meeting, they had, they, had, they had a colloquy to, uh, to determine whether this get, whether there was real substance to these, uh, these rumors or not. So he says, what was his report? After investigation, we have established, he says, that the, the explosive claims against the, the conduct, the claims about the bad conduct of the woman's family are malicious libel, malicious slander, they are not true, there are these rumors. The rumors were that relatives of the woman, of Batsheva, they engaged in takbulos and haritzos and all kinds of manipulative endeavors. They actually poisoned him. They poisoned him to render him sick, to make him think he needed to give a get. And then they even got doctors to tell him that he was dying, and the whole thing was engineered. We didn't even discuss this last time in the, in the Ramla Blin's position, but they say that the, the, the real partisans of the, of the husband went so far as to say he had actually been poisoned by the, he survived, but he, actually, he was actually poisoned by the woman's family in order to manipulate him into giving a get. And the whole get is Batos. Had he known that he wasn't really ill, that they had just uh, given him something that would make him feel unwell, he wasn't even ill in the first place, really, he certainly wouldn't have given the get. First, first claim, that was a slander, he says, but that was, that was a claim that was, uh, that was made against the woman's family. Another part of the rumor, that they told him that even though when the, when the misadgerah get, when the rabbi who executes the get is going to ask you if you're giving the get unconditionally without any t'nai, without, any, uh, without any, 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 any conditions or any kind of uh, riders or anything, they told him that you're going to say, yes, unconditional, But they promised him, don't worry, the the, the get really is based on a condition. It's a ritual, they said, you have to answer these questions, you have to say what, uh, you have to answer these questions, yes, no, then say what he tells you to say, but don't worry, the get is really being given on a condition. They they also promised him they would remarry him, and he trusted them, he trusted them that the get really would be considered conditional, even though he would have to make a formal statement denying any condition, he trusted them that they were committing to having the, the woman remarry him. So the, again, these were rumors, he said, he's going to claim these rumors aren't true, but, it, but these were the rumors, the latter rumors, the Miram Lublin accepted as true, that, that, the, that, that they had promised him this, that they had promised they would remarry him, and that the get would essentially be conditional. And therefore, there were those who argued that because they betrayed him, they manipulated him, they deceived him, that the get is not good, and this is basically a summary of the, of the Miram Lublin side, of the side of the Machmirim. Therefore, he says, the women's faction They came to the Poskim to, to, to clarify, is this get a good get or not? Can she remarry with this get? That they say the whole thing is not true, which calls that sheker. Our enemies uh, are making up stories, are slandering us with these malicious lies. They want, they want to be Ma'agin the Isha, they want to make her into an aguna, they want to require a new get, which they weren't going to get without paying for it. And therefore, he says, because this is a serious chashash of igun, we have uh, attended to this matter, and we have investigated to see whether this get is kosher or not. He says in Masas ben I, he says, I, uh, the, the, the small one, the low one, I was really very busy at the Yerid, and Shemite, I don't know what else he was doing at the Yerid, maybe other rabbinic business, maybe commercial business, but he was very busy at the Yerid, he says, and studying Torah properly requires uh, focus, mental clarity. Furthermore, he says, at the Arid, I don't have a good library, I have no svarim, he says, to, uh, I have no svarim to, uh, you know, to, to look things up and to investigate. Nevertheless, he says, under those conditions I established, I, uh, I, I came to the inescapable conclusion, he says, that these rumors have no foundation, and the get is kusher, and there is no problem with the get, the first point he makes is he doesn't believe these rumors. He brings various gemaras, various halachic rules about what kind of rumors, what kind of coal has halachic weight. He says, these rumors, the, these rumors, he says, are, are baseless, are, have, have no substance, and we should disregard them. Kalvachamri says, all the more so, that one of the two misadre I get was the Sma. The Sma was Rafal Cohen, Rabbi, Rabbi Yeshua, Rafalk, a nickname for Yeshua. Rafal Cohen, the, the author of the Sma, was one of the misadre I get. And he is someone who is mukzak muflag bechachma ve'yira. He is someone who is uh, he is someone who has an impeccable reputation of both chachma of Torah wisdom and yira and of uh, yiras of probity of integrity. He's still here. The other masad get Apparently, two rabbis were involved in the seidraget. One was this Rabbi Hendel. He had passed away already, but the smau was still alive. And the Sma is here, he's after this Yerid. he I assume he's after the yirid. he's here today, and he's telling us, but krukhya he's declaring as uh, explicitly emphatically that he was with Rapendl and uh, there were, there, were, there were no such thing this never happened he said we were we were keeping an eye out and there were, we, we didn't see any we didn't see any notion of takbul of arma, there was no manipulation, there was no skullduggery he says. No one else who was there noticed anything he says. He was an absolute shchemera. There were no potions, there, was no, uh, there, was no, uh, there, there were no mind games going on. He was a bona fide shchemera with regard to that claim that he wasn't really sick. Furthermore, the Megaresh in, in 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 the presence of a basin in Lvov, he also said he he admitted after the fact, he he formally admitted that the get was Kilchaso, no manipulation, no arma, no trickery. The get was absolutely kosher. We're not going to get into that kind of what happened in Lava. But the, the first point is, he says, we, the basic point is, we investigated the rumors. The rumors were unfounded. The smah, who was the principal of the get, tells us the rumors are unfounded. There was no such thing. The get was given. Everything was in an above board and straightforward fashion. So all these rumors are bogus, and therefore the get is a perfectly kosher get. Therefore, we should not be chosesh for the dovri sheker for those who speak falsehood. It's a mitzvah levatal machshavtam hara. Once, once they're liars, he says, not only is as a matter of technical hilchaz gittin, as we said before, the woman is muteris, but furthermore, as a matter of policy, we have to stop people from from engaging in extortion. We have to stop people from, from doing such terrible things that it would be terrible if they if they succeeded in, in causing a, a, a in causing a woman to become an aguna improperly and to engage in sheker. So we have to stop this. These rumors are false, they're baseless, and there is no such thing. Now he says, he, he addresses another one of the Maram Lublin's arguments, he says that the Mahmirim say he was young, they, they, he was naive, he was impressionable, they were able to persuade him to give the get, and he trusted them, and even though he didn't make an explicit snide when he gave the get, he didn't say this get is conditional on, on my, uh, my passing away, Nevertheless, it's clear, it's clear from the context that he only gave the get because he thought he wouldn't live. This was the key argument of the Maram Lublin, that the whole get was provisional, was conditional, it depended on his not living, and he did live, and, and so on. So he says, this is the claim, this is, the, this, is the, this is really the heart of the matter, this is the key claim of the Mahmirim, that even if the get wasn't phrased explicitly as a conditional get, the context makes it entirely clear that the get was meant to be conditional, and therefore, if the condition was not met, if he survived, the get should be batel. says the masses ben Yamin, es hakol yisa haruach, the wind should carry this all away, none of this has any substance, has any merit, he says this is not true. So he says that, even in our case, he's a nar, he's a young man, he's only 16, and it's possible to say that he believed them and he trusted them. All these claims of the Maram Blin and the Machmirim. Even if we'll say it's possible, that's what happened. It's possible that the. It's possible that 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 he really only meant to make the get conditional. He says it doesn't matter. And here is where he, Here is where we really get to the heart of the matter. He establishes a fundamental rule, that uh, a fundamental principle of contract, at least the contract, at least at least of the at least of a get contract. He says. The halacha is gilui data begita lav milsi. This is a major sugya in Maseches Gitin. The Gemara says if a person indicates that he that he's in a certain frame of mind when he gives the get, and he indicates that he has a certain opinion about the get, and we would like to use that indication of his mental state to construct an implicit condition on the get or to uh, to change the status of the get, Machlok is <laughs> in Rava. Whether gilui data gilui data means that you you do something, you say something, which indicates your frame of mind, but you don't make an explicit black and white condition. If Machlokz Abay and Rava, whether Gilidata Begita is <laughs> Milsihi or Lav Milsihi, we pass him like a Baye, one of the Yalkagam that Gilidata Begita is Lav milsi. The Gemara has a couple of examples. What does this mean, Gilidata <laughs> Begita? So, one of the case one of the cases in the Gemara is that a person was. A person, was, uh, a, a person was running, a person appointed an agent to give a get, and then he was running after the shliach. He wanted to all the get. He didn't get close enough to, you know, to have verbal communication with the shliach, but he was running and waving his arms and trying to flag him down. And we him like abaye, gili data begita is lav milsahi. The fact that you, you indicated you know, that a person, a perceptive person, might have understood. Might have understood that you you don't want the get to be a get, but if you but if you don't actually make a verbal statement then it is not going to be a it is not going to be a good get so the <clears> The might <throat> has various other cases of gili data this case as I mentioned that there was a uh that a person's running after him, Chimabat, till they get. If they, but they don't hear him, Abayas says, Abayas says, Gilidat Begita is, is, uh, is Lab milsi. Rav says, Rav also agrees in that case, we disregard what he said, but Rava says, that's because we don't even uh, consider that a Gili das. Who knows what he means? Maybe he means, uh, maybe he means go, give it to her quickly, go, I, I want to get rid of her already, I want to, I want to add this marriage, I'm just, I'm done, I, I want this to be over with already, I'm just, I'm just, I just want this to be behind me. Rava says, it's not even a Gili das. Abaye says it is a Gilidaz, but Gilidata begita lav milsi. So this is the Machlokas Abaye in Rava. We paskin like Abaye that Gilidata begita is lav milsihi. If you don't say it, the fact that you indicate something, you suggest something, if you don't make it explicit, we paskin Gilidata begita lav milsihi. Therefore, the Masas ben says it doesn't matter. We have all this, even if we accept that some of the circumstantial evidence will be true. Even if we have some way of ascertaining from conversations that occurred before the get, from the way he acted during the get, even if you're going to tell me that, uh, even if you're going to tell me that we do have things that rise to the level of a das, that he did not really want an unconditional get, it doesn't matter. We pass him like a baye, that even though, even though it's yadu babir, it's clear we know what he wants, but if he didn't say it, he didn't make a formal condition, he didn't make a formal declaration, that's gili dat to begit lav here also, he says we, that, uh, here also he says that. Here also he says that we will we'll say that and the get and, and his t'nai is not a t'nai and the get is good. Moreover, he says, even had he made an actual t'nai, even if he even had he said explicitly, I'm giving this get to my wife pasheva, but it is al t'nai that it is on, it is conditional. If I survive my illness, then the get should be batal. Even if he says that explicitly says the, even if he says it explicitly, the Master bin Yaman says it doesn't matter. Why? Because part of our standard script, part of our standard checklist we do when we give a get, this goes back hundreds of years, but part of our, part of our standard list of things we do is that uh, we ask him, are you giving this get unconditionally, without any tonight? And he answers yes. We actually have a script. We actually hand him a piece of paper that says, here are, here are the questions we're going to ask you, here are the answers that you're supposed to say, if they're true, obviously. We, we, we don't want him to say things that aren't true, but we tell him, we want you, we're going to ask you these questions, and please answer as follows, insofar as these are the correct answers. We ask him, is there any tsnag? Is there any condition? Is there any writer? And he says, uh, are you giving the get without any condition, rider, or, uh, or caveat? And he says, yes, I am and we ask him to nullify, to void any statements he may have made, or any actions he may have taken that could impugn the validity of the get, and he says, I void them, I nullify them, and so on. Therefore, that will, uh, that will also eliminate any possibility of tenai in this get. We discussed this last week a little bit. Maram Lublin dealt with this argument. He says, Maram Lublin says, this is ridiculous, he says. The, 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 idea, the idea that if a person makes a... A clear and, and basic tonight. and then he goes ahead through the through the script and answers yes, yes. Well, Whenever we, we ask him, he says you're going to tell me that that the tonight that he made is uh, he's going to tell me that the t'nai that he made is void. He says that doesn't make any sense. He clearly made it tonight. So how can you possibly say that just because he answered yes, I'm giving unconditional? But he made it tonight. He just either just said so a minute ago. He says so. He says that. Then of course he says it's uh, it's preposterous to say such a thing. That uh, it's preposterous to say that a that a uh, that 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 are real that are clear tonight in the get is going to be voided by all those questions that that he that he answers according to the script. He says, <laughs> If a person give, if a person makes a real tonight that that works, are we going to say that because we go through the standard checklist that uh, that, that the Tanai is? But he says that that's not what he means. He means other things that that, that he didn't say at the time of the get or. In passing, things that he might have said, on other occasions that he gets rid of, but something he said in the context of the get, right as he gives the get, he says, uh, what kind of?" Of course, of course, there's, there's no that you're not mavatel the fundamental tzei that you made at the time of the of the giving of the get. But Masbinyamun held yes, that Masbinyamun held that even that kind of that, that even that kind of even if it was uh, an explicit tzei at the time of the get, Yaman says once we go through the checklist and you say no tonight." Yes, I'm giving this get unconditionally without a tonight, That would override, and that would remove any tzei that uh, that would remove any that was on the get. Furthermore, he says again, working with the same general approach that we have to look at what was actually said explicitly and not try to divine and discern what was going through his head and what he might have meant, what the context was. He says the. He says, the, the, the Machmirim, the, the, the Megarish, the Machmirim, they were saying that, oh, we thought we had to answer all these questions because you have to answer these questions if you want the get to be valid. And if you watch Kittin, there, there, there is a temptation to do that. The, the magarish comes in, he's never seen a get before, he's not familiar with Paston. There's literally a script that we say, here, I'm going to ask you these questions, you're going to say these answers, word for word, from the paper. I can easily imagine a magarish might fail, They want me to say these things. I'm going to say these things. I'm I'm, I'm not told to make up answers on my own. The answers are written down for me on the piece of paper. So, like, what's he supposed to think? But, okay. But nevertheless, Masvid Benyamin says that even if we're going to try to say svaris like this, that he meant, that he thought this is some kind of ritual, he has to say these magic words, but they don't mean anything, he says. He says, however, this is not the way halacha works. This is not the way... We can't work this way, he says. Well, if a person says things at the end of the day, we're bound by what he said he says the rule is anu ain lanu amar beferish All we can work with is what he said explicitly, not what he meant and thought and had inside his heart. That doesn't count. If you don't say that he says, then he says he, says he can't work any he can't work any other way. He says, every get, no get is ever kosher, because the guy can always say, I thought, I meant, I had in mind, I was thinking, I was uh, I, I was under the impression. You can't work like that, he says. Again, ruach. Halacha has to work to, to, to be workable, to be effective. Halacha has to work with what you actually said to start coming up with gilidases dases and what you meant and what you assumed and what you felt and what you thought. It doesn't work like that. What you said is what you said. You said it's unconditional, and therefore the get is valid. Now, again, this is something that's uh, really very much a double-edged sword. The Masad Binyamin is insisting this, but uh, it, this is far from clear. As we'll see, we'll discuss this further in his next tshuva. There are many areas in halacha, where we do say that we follow what the person meant, even if he didn't say it. The person could say yes, and we say he means no. There, there, we actually do say that sometimes. So it's, it's not really so simple that there is some kind of absolute rule that all we care about is the words that come out of your mouth and not the context of what you really meant. But here, in his first tshuva, he just insists we pass in gilidat to begit milsehi. We say that there's a kind of four corners rule, whatever it says in the document, whatever you said verbally, verbal counts also, but the but not uh, what you thought and what you meant and these other things. Therefore, the get is a good get. It's unconditional. self davar, ha'olah biyadi, my conclusion is, the woman is permitted to remarry. We can't be machmer. Shalok din we can't afford to be machmer because at the price of making her an aguna, it's not legitimate to be machmer. Furthermore, he says, if, uh, if we let this become the halacha, that people can just invalidate Gitin by spreading rumors and saying, I meant and I thought and I had in mind, that would be terrible, he says. It would be a churva. Therefore, he then invokes another rule. He says, anyone who's lies on this get is going to be over the cheyram of Rabbeinu Tam. We discussed this last time. Rabbeinu Tam enacted a cheyram, a ban, an anathema against anyone who impugns the validity of a legitimate get. Yishanu nachash We discussed last week. The, 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 the machmirim, they, they, they ripped apart this argument. They said, yeah, a person who who's making trouble with uh, illegitimately, a person who was there at the get and agreed, and then and then changes his mind, who acted in a, in a in, who acted in a, uh, in a in in an improper way. That's the chayr <laughs> you can't claim that a posek who who reviews the get and comes to the genuine conclusion that the get is not good. That's called the Motsilaz, as, as, as Ramal Blin points out. The, 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 the Svarim are full of this. There are many cases where posts can disagree about gettin. Just because someone gave the get, you can't say that anyone who challenges it is automatically Motsilaz. But Mas Yaman felt they had established conclusively that this get is good. Anyone, any further argument, he, he asserts is just making trouble. Making trouble violates the Kheru of Rabbeinu Tam. Yishchenu to Rabbanan. This is a famous uh, rabbinic aphorism. He shall, be, he shall be bitten by the rabbinic serpent. Nachash is serpent, but it's also an acronym for Nidu Echerem Shamta, that the punishment for violating a Echerem is, uh, is severe, is like being bitten by a snake, and anyone who helps this woman, Hashem will help him, and uh, that is his first ruling. In his second ruling, he's, he, this, this is the one he wrote after he left the Yerid, he said, at the Yerid, he said, we were there but, uh, and he said, we, we, we wondered about this, uh, we wondered about this, uh, this, uh, this commotion, this controversy. He said, so we all agreed, he says. Kamat kulam yachtav, virtually all of us, with a couple of notable exceptions, but virtually all of us reached a consensus to suppress the cult, to say the get is good and people need to stop uh, challenging it and, 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 and criticizing it. We said, the woman is Muteras and no one has any right to object to her remarrying. I was there, he says, I was involved as well. I, I wrote the Psak at the Yerid. However, he says, allowing a woman to remarry without, improperly, is a, a grave, uh, the stakes are very grave. He says, I thought, maybe it's a mistake. It's possible I got it wrong, he says. and and I was very busy at the Yirid, I had many things going on, Godel HaTirdos, Efes HaPnai, and again, learning Torah requires clarity of mind, and I didn't have Svarim, he says, Uh, I didn't have any any Svarim to look up, therefore, he says, when I got home and I had peace, he says, I decided to look into the matter again, B'iun Rav, from the Talmud, from the Poskim, he says, Baruch Hashem, he says, I worked hard and I found that I was correct, I stand by what I said, the woman is muteras, and we have to suppress this kol. He, he says, what about these claims, the, 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 the central claim, the, the fundamental claim of the Mahmirim, of the Maram lablin and the Lavush, that they had promised him that uh, she would remarry, and uh, even if the Masajra get said, no tanai, unconditional, etc., but that was only, uh, he thought that was only formalities, that, that was only some kind of ritual he had to go through, but he, he understood it was a clear tznai, and then that, was a, that, was, that gets to the heart of the matter. That was the, the key argument of the Machmirim, that the get itself should be understood as being conditional. Again, he says, All this is nonsense, he says. The wind should carry it away for a variety of reasons. First reason is, he says, it's largely untrue especially the more, the more lurid claims, the more sensational claims that they poisoned him and all that stuff, he says. This is simply not true. Once again, he elaborates in more detail. He says, the, the, the Smao was there, he says. He's, uh, he, he, was, he was with us in the Urid of Yaroslav. And he said, it's all Sheker, Gummer, it's all Ivim, it's all enemies of the woman, it's all, it's all friends of the Magarish who are spreading these rumors to require a second get." And why are they doing it? He says, money. Uh, follow, the, you know, follow the money. It's extortion. They hope that by creating doubt about the get, by challenging the get, she's going to be forced to, uh, to pay ransom, to, to, to pay him a hefty sum of money to get out of the marriage. Furthermore, he says that the again we were all there, there were other people there, he says. We didn't have anything about any takpula, there, there was no there was no there was no hint, there was no whiff of anything uh, of any skullduggery, of anything going wrong. He says, so the whole thing first of all is the whole thing first of all is uh, is not true. Furthermore, he says the custom is at the get, after get we announce, we say, everyone here, do you know any reason? Uh, do you know any reason that, you, you know, there is a chayim of Rebbeinut Tam that you can't, uh, you, can't, you can't challenge this get later? So anyone who has an issue, this is your last chance. Speak now or forever hold your peace. I guess this is what I think the Christians do, the Le let a marriage. They say, does anyone know, does anyone have any reason why this couple shall not be united in holy matrimony or something like that? We do it at a get. We say at a get. We don't do it today, but the, but the custom was back then. They would announce at a get. There's a chayim of Rebbeinut Tam Anyone who is going to challenge this get subsequently is violating the Chayram. If anyone has a substantial argument, bring it up now. Speak now or forever hold your peace. Says the, the Sma'i said, we did that. We made this announcement. No one raised any issue. No one said there's anything going on here. No one had a problem. So furthermore, the Sma'i said stayed around for a while. And after the several days after this get, he didn't hear any uh, challenge, anything uh, anything anything about the get. So that's the first argument, that, uh, that this hinges on the facts, the facts are not true, there was no manipulation, there was no deception, this whole thing is not true. Furthermore, says the Masis ben Yamin, he goes back to the fundamental halachic point, and he elaborates on what he said in the first tshuva, that even if it were true, even if we were to prove that representations were made, manipulation occurred, deception occurred, even if all that happened, he says, is that, is that enough to Mavatal to get? The answer is no. The so Machmirim, he said, Machmirim argued that the Gemara in Yivama says, get muta, puzzle, a get that was given under false pretenses, a get that was obtained via deception, is puzzle. That's uh, prima facie. That seems to be a, uh, a strong support for the Machmirim. Says Masas ben Yamin, no, it is not. That is a misunderstanding of the Gemara. Again, he, he returns to the rule, the fundamental rule he establishes in the first tshuva, that without a t'nai, without an explicit condition, you cannot overturn a contract, you cannot overturn something that you do. Saying, I didn't mean it, I wouldn't, the context, look at my overall frame of mind, doesn't work like that. If it's not a condition, then it doesn't work. What does the Yomar mean when it says, get mutte puzzle? It means if you actually made a t'nai, you made a real t'nai. Why does the Yomar call that get mutte? what's the chiddush? He explained, in the context the Gemara is contrasting get and chalitza. In chalitza, even a re- even a t'nai doesn't work. Even an explicit tshuva, you can't make a t'nai in chalitza for certain technical reasons. The Gemara is saying that chalitza, you can't make a tshuva. Get, you could make a tnai. It calls that get muta, but you need a tnai, He says it doesn't just mean that if you had a frame of mind that you thought, then based on the context you wouldn't have done it. That's not what get muta is. Get muta means there was a proper tnai, It was. Uh, it was, uh, Gili Das only works homonymous as per the Gemara and HaShaleh. Gili Das doesn't work to overturn a get, he says. It doesn't matter what your frame of mind was. The get is kosher You need a t'nai. You need a t'nai kufl. Not even a regular t'nai. You need a t'nai kufl, he says. T'nai kafel is a is one of the signature requirements of t'nai and halacha. You have to say both the positive and the negative. You have to say, I want this to be a get if such and such happens. I want this not to be a get if such and such doesn't happen. In order to be a you have to. in order for a to be valid, you have to meet several conditions. That's the, the famous one, tznai koffel. So not only do you need an explicit condition, it has to actually be a tznai Certainly, to, to argue that if we can establish that his frame of mind might have been such and such, and he didn't really want to give the get otherwise, that is nonsense, he says. That divrei ruach, there's no such thing. He can't overturn an explicit get based on uh, reading his mind and saying, you know, well, probably, maybe, he wouldn't have wanted to give the get under these circumstances. The, and so on and so forth. And he says, once again, in the end of the tshuva, he reiterates these points one final time. He says, the, the explosive claims of the, of the Machmirim, who said that he was poisoned, he says, and that, he, and, and that, and that created a tos, that created a get that was given tos. he says. He says, again, we disregard such nonsense, he says. First of all, ain lahar achre geonei we have, we have no right to challenge the authority of Gone Olam, the Aget, Rav Falk, Sma, and Rav Hendel. They, they felt it was a good get. We have no business challenging them. Even, he says, if the facts were true, even if there was something wrong with this get, even if, the, even if deception and manipulation occurred, there was no Tznai Koffel. Gileadach Begita's Lav Milsehi, without an explicit condition, we have no grounds to overturn the get. Furthermore, he says, third argument even had he made an explicit tonight, even had he said five minutes before giving the get, I'm about to give this get, but, I, but you should know the get is conditional. It is only if I don't survive my illness. Even if he made an explicit tonight, we would still disregard the tonight because at the conclusion of the get, we asked him all the questions, the checklist, we asked him to please nullify and retract anything he said that would render the get in any kind of doubt, that would create any kind of doubt, or any, would impugn the get in any way. From a vatel, everything, anything that would make the get anything but a uh, a one hundred percent valid, unconditional get. Therefore, he retracted everything he said earlier, and it doesn't matter what he said earlier. Furthermore, he says once again, don't tell me that this basis for khumra hair because of hachas ish. On the contrary, he says the, the, well, the, our goal here should be to uh, to first rishus. He says ragli dealing with uh, we're dealing with fraudsters. He says who lie and who and who spread malicious slander against Yisrael Nuos in order to extort money from them Lahoti Mamunmiadam were just out of malice and uh, and sadism they, they want to cause trouble he says and this has to stop we have to we we have to put an end to such behavior if we if we let them get away with it he says then uh, other people might try this and so on therefore he says she's din for a variety of reasons and as a matter of policy as well, we're not looking for Chumras in this case. Once she's Muteres, we have no, we have no interest in uh, giving any support to the, the knaves on the other side, he says. Me'akta, his conclusion is, kan beis there is no, no basis for any kind of Chumra. The woman is Muteres. He ends with a little, uh, a little rhyme or a little, uh, not sure what to call it, I don't know, a, a little rhyme or alliteration. Haisha zos Muteres, urtsuya Leos Skuveres, she is uh, desired, uh, she is in a state of, uh, of uh, like a terrace. Leo to be a married woman, Labala a a crown for her new husband, Mimisha Bocheres, anyone she chooses, and that is his last word, literally those are his last words on the subject. So again, so we see here, at least in the parts I've excerpted, besides from the factual questions, which are specific to the case, in terms of the halacha, there are fundamentally two major disagreements between the Machmirim and the Mechilim. The Machmirim said there is an implicit snai. Assuming again, arguendo, the facts are as they said they were. There is an implicit snai here. There was manipulation. There was deception. The get was clearly conditional, clearly conditional on a certain set of facts that he was led to believe. He was misled. The 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 was not fulfilled, and therefore the get is batal. The Mechilim rejected that aside from the factual issues the makilum said that said that's wrong on two for two fundamental reasons first of all because the tie was not made explicitly the fact that we can read his mind we can assume things about his frame of mind there might have been some kind of guly das as long as there was not an explicit condition made by the husband verbally explicitly with regard to the get that is not enough to impugn the validity of the get when the Gemara Nivama says get mutz is not valid, that means that if there was a tni made, it's not valid. But just to say that from context, it seems he wouldn't have meant given the get under these circumstances that is completely out of bounds. We cannot invalidate a get based uh, without an explicit condition. And B, he says that in the script, and that when we go through the script, as part of the standard formalities that we do for every get, he explicitly rege- re- renounces and disavows repudiates any kind of condition or anything that would impugn the validity of the get. Therefore, even if there was some kind of condition, implicit or explicit, it is it is repudiated by the, by the script, by the checklist, and therefore we end up with a 100% kosher get. As we mentioned earlier, these claims are, at least, uh, at least from the limited uh, analysis I've done of them, these don't seem entirely compelling because... It is true that Gilidata to Begit la milsi, but we've shown him to have, uh, again, the chuvas are much longer than I quoted. There's a, lot, there's a lot more to see here and to read more carefully, but we shown him ask great steerers in Shas between all kinds of Gemaras. In some cases, yes, we say that you need a Tanai, you need a Tanai Kafel, without that it doesn't work. But in other cases, we say that there, there is such a thing as an implicit Tanai. We've shown him grapple with these theorists. There are major tosuses and rush, major, major contradictions in Shas. For example, one of the cases the post all discuss, including masses Binyamin, is the case of a fellow who was planning to make aliyah, he sold property, and then his aliyah didn't work out, he has the right to reverse the sale. It says that the... the, the, the well, the Gemara talks about The Gemara has a debate whether we say Dvarim Shabalev, Havidvarim, Lo There's an entire Sugi about it. There are other cases... We say there are some cases where everyone agrees that, that Dvarim Shabalev or Havidvarim. There are some cases where even a person says says X, we say he means Y. One of the examples is the... One of the examples is Shtar Mavrachta. The the Yaman himself brings the brings this idea of Shtar Mavrachta. He says that it doesn't apply to Gittin, but the Gemara in talks about a case, a person who writes a document to put assets in someone else's name for whatever reason he has to do that. If it's clear that that's the intent, then then we, then we void the document. We say it doesn't have any legal validity because he say he's just doing it for. Uh, you know, to hide his assets. he doesn't really mean to actually transfer the assets to the person he's putting, he's giving them to. There's, there's a case of a fellow who thought he his thought his son was dead, so he gave all his money to someone else, to charity, because he thought he were, he had no son left. Then it turned he, no condition. He just said I, he wrote a will and he said I'm giving all my uh, or an inter vivos uh, bequest. He gave all his money to someone else. Then it turned out his son was alive, so we reversed the we reversed the the grant. We say he, it's, uh, it's obvious he never would have done it had he known his son was still alive. So there are cases where we say that even though you didn't say it, we say that you, that you mean it. We 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 understand that you mean it. So Masad Binyamin says that's only dina Mominus. Gittin has a higher standard. Gilidat Bagita doesn't work. No no gilidat works. No umdina works. You need mamish itzniy But it's not that simple. It's, again, even though we pass the gilidat to begita laav mil there the other posts can apparently fail. That, that there that there are there are degrees and then that, that uh, a moderate gilidat doesn't work. But if you have something which is virtually explicit, which is Transparently clear this is, this is what I think the Levush argues in one of his chuvas, Then, of course, if you have a clear and if absolutely clear indication at some point, it, it does rise to the level of an explicit condition. Regarding the, the other argument of the Masad Binyamin that the that once you're all the all the t'nayim and all the modos, anything that could impugn the get, you, that that constitutes a disavowal or renunciation of any t'nay. So again, we saw the other post come said, no, it doesn't. They said. Obviously, if a get was deliberately given el tenai and then you went through the checklist, you don't mean to uproot your tenai. The tenai was clear that you meant to make it tenai. These checklists work. The things that you made in other contexts uh, that, that weren't part of the the central narrative of this get right now, but to say that a person says, I'm giving the get al tonight, then we run through his checklist, and he says, yes, yes, no, no, to say that that's okre the tonight he just made, that they say we don't do. He clearly made this get al tonight, although it's clearly what he wanted. He, there's no reason to believe he changed his mind. The, 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 the whole context showed he only wanted to give the get because he thought he was dying. The fact that he answered yes and no, following, following a script, the standard script, to say that the, that the get is good, then that certainly, the Mahmirim felt that that is... Uh, that that is not a reason to uh, completely wipe out any tznai that was made explicitly or implicitly in this gap. So, I spent a lot of time trying to demonstrate the position of the Mahmirim. Once again, this, uh, before, before we finish, we should note that the, the strong consensus of Poskim was like the Mechilim. Virtually all the Gedolei Ashkenaz of the time apparently agreed with the Mechilim. The two great holdouts, as we've been saying, were the ones we studied in the previous share, were the, were the Maram LeBlin and the lavush, but uh, Masa Benyamin's position, as he correctly notes, represents the consensus most Postkin felt, for some combination of the reasons he, he gives, or other reasons, most Postkin felt that the get was not made all tonight, we discount rumors, we, uh, we don't read minds when it comes to get you, you need a proper tonight if you want to make it tonight, and particularly since in our checklist we reject all, we reject all the, all, any tenai or any possibility of any other statement that would impugn the unconditional validity of the get. And therefore, the, the dominant consensus across Ashkenazic Gidele Torah uh, was, like the Masas ben Yamin, that this get is an unconditional get. And again, as we, as we began, the Mas ben Yamin seemed to feel that uh, the woman's family had been blameless and, uh, and, and what we're seeing now is extortion by the husband. Ultimately, he argues it doesn't really matter, that at the end of the day, the get would be valid either way, but it, uh, it should be noted that uh, he fails, A, the get is a good get, and he fails the tzaddikim are the wife's family, and they're the innocent victims of, uh, of unscrupulous extortionists uh, of the husband's faction, while the Maram Leblen, the, the, the minority view that we covered last time, felt just the opposite. They felt that, she, that, that her family were the, were the manipulative ones, deceptive ones, they were the ones who had led this uh, innocent, naive young boy by by the nose. They were the ones who manipulated him, and they felt the get was not a good get, and they felt, certainly, that the woman was just getting what, uh, her family was getting what she deserved. So, again, the halacha is somewhat independent of, uh, of, the, of the moral right here, but, it, but, it, but we should note that the, in both major schools of thought, the question of who was the victim and who was the, and who was the scoundrel lined up with the question of whether the get was good or the get was not good.